Welcome back, everybody, to week 13 of the Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Happy Thursday, Nick. Happy Thursday. We're getting down to crunch time in our league. Yep. Two weeks left in the regular season. I am the five seed playing the four seed this week. I believe with a loss, I'll be sliding out of playoffs. But I think uh, I you... You're more pessimistic than I am about my chances of making postseason. I feel comfortable. If you if you lose this week, you still have a chance to make it. I have the tiebreaker. I believe the tiebreaker is uh, points four, and I have Eclipse, Luke, and Caleb Joy. Uh, so I think I'm content, and I'm five and one in my or six and one in my last seven. So we're rolling right at the perfect time. Yeah, I'm in. So you have a big matchup against Woody. So that's like basically a playoff matchup. And so is mine. I play Ben, and we're competing for the bye week this week. Ben's team. Ben's team sucks. I just want to be on the opposite side of your squad. Really, I think I can handle everybody else. And I handled you already. Uh, beat you sure. down a couple weeks ago. So I fear nothing. I don't blame you. There, there are only a few contenders. I think it's me, you, and Woody. Maybe Colin. I respect it. I respect yeah. it. Let's cut to the chase. Uh, let's get through our starts and six sits of this week. If you can't tell, I'm sick, so uh, be be just wary. You know, wear your mask while listening to this podcast, maybe uh, just to stay safe. Nick, who's your start at quarterback this week? My start at quarterback this week is Jared Goff. Um, the, it's like a dream matchup for this game. I wouldn't be surprised if 60 points are scored in this game, honestly. The Lions and the Jags, both surprisingly solid offenses with just terrible defenses. The Both teams are going to pile it on this week. ETN should be back for the Jags. Goff has his weapons. DeAndre Swift's getting more of a share in the offense now, finally. Um, I think that Goff will really benefit from this. It's just going to be a shootout. And Goff has shown that he can put up great fantasy numbers when given the right situation and this is the right situation yeah i love this game for fantasy relevance i'm taking the other quarterback as my start of the week trevor lawrence lions are allowing nearly 25 points per game two quarterbacks that is by far the most in the league over three points more than anybody else and t-law has been great in a sophomore year he's coming off his best game of his career uh, that comeback win over Baltimore was very impressive. The final drive he put together, finished with over 300 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, uh, 78% completion percentage. You can't ask much more if you're Doug Peterson. Yeah, I think both quarterbacks are just smash plays this week. Um, but while we're on the topic of Jared Goff, I have Tua against San Francisco, and I picked up Jared Goff in our league. What's your move? It doesn't affect you because I'm in playoffs if I win or lose. Tua's a hard sit because he has such elite playmakers, but exactly. the matchup favors Jared Goff. He's at home. I'll take Jared Goff over Tua. It's not like Tua has insane upside either way. Um, so it's not like you're missing out on a Lamar Jackson 40-point-esque game by sitting Tua. He's done it this year. Let and me see. Week week two against yep. Baltimore, ironically. Yeah, yeah 39. Uh, but he threw for six touchdowns. Let's yeah. just not look over that. I know, I know. But I feel like 
golf can easily bust, but we'll I'll take the matchup. Trust our start. Um, I'm going to move on to running back. Um, my start of the week at running back is Ego Elliott at Indian or at home against Indianapolis. Um, whether you like it or not, this backfield is Zeke's. He sees the end zone. He sees more touches. He sees more plays in general. He's on the field more than Tony Pollard. Um, he's been efficient this season, despite his haters saying that he's not. He's only had two games under three and a half yards per carry, which is something you really look for. And he's only had two games below four. So those are fantastic or four games below four yards per carry. Fantastic numbers for Zeke coming off of an injury. It looks fresh. The offense is rolling. Honestly, I'm if I had Zeke, I would be very happy with what I'm going to get from him the rest of the season, especially in this matchup. The Colts have not looked great against running backs. You know, I don't think like the argument for Zeke is really efficiency. He's always been a guy that meddles around mid four yards per carry. I mean, this year he has 4.1. So, you know, that's pretty average. But I think his his red zone usage, I mean, look at his last four games he's played. He's had six rushing touchdowns. Uh, he is the red zone and goal line guy, and he just gained over 50% of the snaps again last week. So I expect his share to hover around that 60% mark that he was at earlier in the year. Um, it's good to see that he's healthy and producing. I love him. Uh, in fact, I like him so much that I've lost faith in Tony Pollard. He's no longer on my squad. Would you start um, Zeke Pollard if you had both? I would go with Zeke every week. I mean, I yep. feel like his his floor is way higher. I mean, his ceiling, nobody can really match the ceiling of Tony Pollard. Um, but right now I'm looking for f- consistent production. Um, mm-hmm. if, I, if I need a win, say I'm in a two-week round of playoffs and it's the second week and I'm down by 40, I'll go with Tony Pollard. But nine times out of ten, I'm starting Zeke. Yeah, I like that. And Indianapolis was just gashed up by Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell. So, run yeah, defense. it's ironic. It's ironic because they had a pretty damn elite rushing defense heading into that game. Yeah, uh, they, they still still do on paper, but you saw the game. I did too. Pittsburgh was gashing them. Yeah, my start of the week is AJ Dillon, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, how are you going to sell us on AJ Dillon? Well. It was encouraging to see him get three receptions of four targets this past week. That was the most since week six for him. He only had eight carries, but he mustered up 64 yards and a touchdown, which he hasn't found the end zone since week one. And you get a Chicago defense that is six worst. Uh, They allow the six most points in fantasy point fantasy football to running backs. Uh, You saw in week two, Aaron Jones have a huge game against Chicago this time around. I think AJ Dillon's that guy, especially with Aaron Rodgers banged up. I feel like they're going to lean heavily on their ground game. I see. I, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, yes, the, that all well, everything you said adds up, but I like he's done it twice this season that he's been startable and it was week one and last week. Like, and if it weren't for a 20 yard touchdown run that he got in to give, so that, let me lay the land for you. Aaron Jones got them down the field. He had like four straight touches in that drive, took a breather on that single play he sat. Dylan took it 20 yards to the end zone. So, I mean, yes, he does have those opportunities, but he hasn't been able to capitalize on, on, on them all season. 
I think that the matchup is appealing, though, and I, I hate to say it, but it does make sense. The Aaron Rodgers injury, I mean, he's supposedly fine with his ribs and thumb injuries, but he he's not going to be throwing the ball 45 times, especially if they're beating a Chicago squad that they should very easily. Um, but you don't know with Green Bay this year. But I feel like A.J. Dillon's that bruiser that's going to eat up a lot of time in, in the fourth and third quarters. Yeah. And look, he had 21, no, excuse me. Yeah, 21 opportunities week two against Chicago. 18 rushing attempts, three targets. If he gets that same volume, I would be willing to bet that he scores more than the 7.7 he put up in week two. Um, I'm going to move on to my wide receiver star of the week. And this is someone that I've talked down on to on this podcast almost all season. Debo Samuel plays Miami. Matchup's great. My, it's, it's a good matchup for fantasy points. Hold on. Can we just talk about how good the matchups are this week in general? Um, you got some shit. You got some shit show matchups that are going to muster a lot of fantasy points, and you have a lot of very competitive, fast-paced teams playing we've, against each other. We've got Jets, Vikings, Jags, Lions, Titans, Eagles, Commanders, Giants. We got Deshaun returning to Houston, Broncos, Ravens, Dolphins, Niners, Chargers, Raiders, and Bengals, Chiefs. Those are some, and, and we have Mike Evans against Marshawn Lattimore, so we should see an ejection. Yeah, (laughs) the matchups are just awesome this week. I'm so excited for this weekend. How the hell did the Colts and Cowboys get Sunday night football? That should be Kansas City, Cincinnati. Oh, that's a that's a great game. I can't wait for that game. Slamming the over. Um, all right. So back to my start of the week, though. Wide receiver Debo Samuel talking about how good the matchup is. Uh, Miami, they score a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. So this is they're going. Uh, San Francisco is going to be required to score. I think that their defense is great, but I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down Miami. Their scheme is just ridiculous. They have everything worked to perfection right now with Mike McDaniel. So I do think that the Niners are going to need points. I don't think their defense will be able to win them this one. Um, And with Elijah Mitchell out, we're going to see. So Elijah Mitchell's out. Christian McCaffrey's dealing with knee irritation. That's concerning. Maybe they limit McCaffrey and who is their second best running back now? It's Debo Samuel. It's not Jordan Mason or Ty Davis Price or Tevin Coleman or whoever. It's Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel gets a few carries, gets a lot of work in the short yardage game to pick up those five yard five yards needed for a first down without their running backs or fully healthy McCaffrey as well. I think that Debo's a smash this week. It's going to see a lot of volume. My smash of the week at receiver is Christian Kirk. He is in that Detroit Jacksonville matchup, obviously. Uh, look, Detroit is terrible, especially against slot receivers. They've allowed 10 touchdowns this year to slot receivers. You saw Isaiah McKenzie just dog them uh, last week, and 10 receivers have had over 60 yards from the slot this year. Kirk's an elite slot receiver. Uh, I'm expecting Jacksonville to exploit that matchup quite frequently. What about Zay? Zay gonna be I, I think both are must starts really if you could fit them in there. All right, so let's say hypothetically if Zay Jones, Tyler Lockett, and Christian Watson as your wide receiver too, who would you start? Probably Lockett. I mean, he's just been Lockett against the Rams. Consistent as all get out. I'm gonna trust Tyler Lockett. Even when he caught two balls this past or three balls this past week, he he took Still one scored. to the house. Yep, he he's ultra reliable. All right, that answers that hypothetical question that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. So 
tight end star of the week this week for me, Pat Fryermuth at Atlanta. Um, this so I'm not going with TJ Hawkinson. I feel like I'm not allowed to anymore. I think he's probably the third best tight end to have in fantasy at this point. Um, the Muth, great, great matchup against Atlanta. I really think that they blow the Falcons out. I think Pickett looked fantastic last week. He hasn't had a turnover since the bye week. Um, the offense has also been averaging 24 points a game, whereas before the bye, they were averaging, averaging 17. So we, we're seeing a big improvement on the offensive side of things. And the Muth has been his favorite target so far this season alongside George Pickens. Um, so I really think this is a good matchup for Pat Fryermuth. I like Pat. He's probably a top six tight end in my mind. Uh, he's just been really consistent, reliable this year. You can't get that from the tight end position. Uh, even when you look at his stats, I mean, last week he only had three for 40, but that's pretty much his floor. And most tight ends floor is zero points. So just to have someone that can piece together around 10 is very nice. And he's that guy. Uh, my start of the week at tight end is Tyler Higby. And it's hard to sell you on a guy that didn't catch a ball or get targeted last week. Uh, but he has six games this year with eight plus targets. Allen Robinson is now on the IR. Cooper Cuff's not there. He's the only guy last man standing. Seattle is getting gashed by tight ends this year. I'm starting Tyler Higby. Yeah, I, the only thing, like, is Stafford playing? I honestly don't know. I don't think so. The okay. verbatim I saw, it sounded like he's going to maybe be shut down for the year. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. There's no reason to play him or Cup again. No. Um, all right, let's move on to our sits then. My sit this week, week 13, Tom Brady, just historically bad against the Saints since he's moved to Tampa Bay. Um, he's only, I think he beat them once at home. Wait, no, I don't think he's ever beaten them since he's been a Buccaneer. I'll have to check that. Whatever, that's irrelevant to my point right now. Um, nine points in the last matchup earlier this season. We did see Mike Evans get ejected. I'm hoping it happens again. I like that kind of entertainment. Um, but Brady, it's just not a good matchup for him. Lattimore, for some reason, is a top three corner when he's playing against the Buccaneers, but not against any other team this season. Um, the run game has been very important for the Bucs recently, and that is something that the Saints do have some issues with, at least of late. So I would expect this game to maybe have one passing touchdown from Brady. He's really not a ceiling guy here. My set of the week is Kirk Cousins. He plays at home against the Jets. He rebounded very nicely from a horrendous Week 11 outing. He threw for nearly two. He threw for 299 yards, three touchdowns on Thanksgiving night, almost 300. Uh, but this week he faces Sauce and the Jets secondary, who have 12 interceptions, two 10 touchdowns allowed this year. They're allowing less than 15 points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk is has been pretty inconsistent this year. Uh, well, not really, but he's had three games under 13. Uh, and I feel like this is going to be another down week for him. Uh, the Jets are just a, simply a tough matchup, and I don't see it him executing this week. Yeah, and you can run on the Jets too. So if they're able to get it done with Dalvin Cook, there's really not going to be much of a need for him to throw. And it's kind of like the thing with Tom Brady, like it's, they may rely on the run game in these matchups and there's just not much upside in those for these immobile quarterbacks. Right. Um, all right. I'm going to go to running back now, Cordero Patterson um, at home against Pittsburgh Steelers defense also since the bye has much improved, especially because of 
the return of TJ Watt, um, shut down Alvin Kamara. He had eight fantasy points against us, I think was the number. And Cordero's been splitting carries quite a lot. Caleb or, um, Tyler Algier had 11 carries last week, eight the week before. Those are touches that would typically go to Patterson. And if Patterson doesn't score, like it's going to be a bust. He hasn't been receiving a ton. He did have a big catch last week, but the quarterback play, the amount of passes thrown, it's just not appealing for Patterson, especially when splitting touches with the rookie. Yeah, I agree. He's not been an appealing choice to me just for how loaded Atlanta's backfield is and how terrible the offense is as a whole. Not a lot of opportunity for him. My set of the week is Jeff Wilson. He travels to San Francisco, uh, his former team, who he was on earlier this year. Uh, but Raheem Mostert comes back. He failed to take advantage of a bare backfield last week against Houston, a terrible rush defense. Mostert less than 40 yards off 13 carries. Uh, San Francisco is the hardest matchup for running backs. Again, Mostert is back. He's going to be splitting touches. I'm not starting Jeff Wilson in any leagues this week. Yeah, I agree. It's the one, like, I'm okay starting Jeff Wilson in good matchups, even with Mostert there, but... In bad matchups, it's really scary. Um, I'm going to go to my wide receiver sit of the week. That is Traylon Burks. Look at the box score. He didn't score a touchdown last week. He benefited off of Derrick Henry being stripped in the in the end zone, basically. And then he fell on it. Um, and then the week before, if it weren't for a six-point play at the end of the game, a 50-yard catch, um, he would have only had 12 points. So without two plays, two fluky plays, um, his last two weeks are 12 and 11 instead of 18 and 17. And to the eye, 18 and 17 are much nicer. And I would want to put that in my lineup. And I know a lot of people want to put a rookie wide receiver who looks like he's on the verge of his breakout into their lineup and catch that really big game. Um, I'm avoiding this one. Philly's a great defense. I do think Burks gets more involved towards the end of the season, but this matchup is really something I want to avoid. I think as we get into the winter, I just assume every game, for the Titans is going to be the Derrick Henry game. You know, uh, they're, they're just going to feed him and not many fantasy points will be spread through their other skill set room uh, personnel. My set of the week, a wide receiver is in a loaded receiving room. That's Juju. Uh, at one point, you know, you go back four weeks ago after he had the 10 for 88 game against Tennessee in week nine. We were definitely, I'm not going to say probably saying, we were definitely saying he was a top 15 receiver for the rest of the year. Uh, now looking at it, he's played 38% of the steps in back-to-back -back games. He missed week 11 due to an injury or maybe illness, I forget. Uh, okay. But between his past two games, he's had five receptions, 71 yards. Not very relevant. I don't want to be trying to push Juju into my lineup hoping for that bounce back game, especially with how many variables change in Kansas City's receiving room week to week. Uh, you know, you got Kadarius Tony, Cole Hardman's injured, MVS though. All these guys can have their game. Uh, and Cincinnati is one of the tougher matchups for wide receivers this year. They're allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points per game. I don't want to start Juju until he proves that he's a wide receiver one once again. Yeah, I don't want to start him in this matchup, but I understand it if you do, just because this game is going to be a barn burner, I think. I think it we could be Juju could easily have, you know, what he did 
earlier this season against Buffalo in a huge game, yeah. five for one twenty-two and a touchdown. You know, uh, but I'm not. I'm betting against that. Yeah, I I wouldn't be hoping for. I mean, I would be hoping for it if you're starting him, but I wouldn't like base my decision around the fact that you think he's going to do that. Um, all right, last sit of the week, Cole Komet at tight end going or at home against Green Bay. I without this, so this is really a basically a Justin Fields thing. If Fields isn't available, I'm not playing any receiving option for the Bears. Um, I'm also not too high on Komet even if Fields plays because. A lot of those fantasy points that he scored in his two, I think it was back-to-back weeks where he had big games, two touchdowns each. Two of those touchdowns were absolute flukes. Like the defense folded, they broke, they were staring down Justin Fields instead of focusing on the receivers scampering downfield and Komet benefited from that. Um, I think that the Packers are disciplined enough to be able to um, prevent these things, those kind of fluky mistakes from happening, um, even though they haven't looked as good as they should be recently my set of the week is hunter henry you saw him get cheated out of one touchdown he scored another in his best game of the year so far of 63 yards last week against minnesota and he found the end zone 15.3 points uh but this week he gets buffalo and last year in two games against buffalo he had six targets one catch for nine yards Buffalo is allowing the six fewest fantasy points to tight ends this year. He's, you know, Hunter Henry has, <clears throat> excuse me, he has less than 30 targets on the year. Uh, I actually, he has 34 correction, uh, but still the volume isn't consistent there. And I'm not counting on him to do anything against Buffalo's defense. Yeah. You have three hours to get him out of your lineup. So true. Get on that. <laughs> um, you want to do our lines? Yeah, I want to hear these. All right. All right. Have you looked at them yet or no? Nope. Surprise me. Okay. All right. I'll start with the first one. Chris Godwin against New Orleans over or under seven and a half receptions, not targets, receptions. Uh, So let's see. He, this past week was his only game over seven and a half catches. Uh, but you look at his targets, 13, 8, 10, 11, 13, 12, 6, 10. Give me the over. I mean, this is a crucial game for Tampa Bay, and I feel like every game here, here on out is crucial for them. And Chris Godwin is their chain mover. He's going to be very active. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over, too. We've said it before. We said it before their bye week, after the Seattle game, that Godwin's breakout was coming. And – it started last week and I think it continues. I think he has over seven and a half, almost every game for the rest of the season. I got uh, one for you. Go for it. Debo Samuel over or under three and a half carries. Um, wow. This line sounds familiar. Uh, I'll take the, I'm going to take the over. He, all right. Let me see. I looked at this earlier. Actually, I was looking at his rushing. Um, I don't think he's had four carries this season perhaps week two uh he he might have against seattle otherwise i i say over i mean with cmc banged up i feel like you're gonna see debo in the backfield pretty frequently maybe like a quarter of the offensive snaps perhaps yeah i'm taking the over too i can see him getting five or six yeah yeah, I can see it, and I, I kind of want it to happen. He is one of my starts. He is my start of the week, so 
I would like to see that. I'd like to be right. Um, all right, Nick Chubb at or going to Houston over or under 25 fantasy points. I'm saying under just because it's Nick Chubb, you know, uh, to get 25 fantasy points, he's going to need 130 yards and two touchdowns. He could have 170 yards and one touchdown and still get under 25. Give me under 25. See, I, I, I honestly think he scores two touchdowns. I made this line thinking about that. Like, he will have two. That was my thought. You could be right. I mean, he's had multiple touchdowns in three games this year. Yeah, and it's the best matchup he'll ever see. Um, all right, last one. Give it to me. Deshaun Watson over or under one and a half touchdowns thrown. Throwing? I'm saying under. He'll have one if he's lucky. I just think, and no, I I don't. I really you don't. don't. Think Stefanski lets him open it up against Houston. His return I, to Houston. Like he I, we haven't seen him in two years. I'm not expecting him to be all that special. I mean, he he'll find his footing, but I don't think game one. I mean, you saw him in preseason. He looked horrendous in that small sample size we had. So let's just give him time before we're uh, raising the expectations. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I almost ranked him as a top six QB this week. Not not quite yet there for me. No. Yeah. I, could, I didn't do it, but I thought about it. All right, guys. I need to bash my head with a sledgehammer and go to bed. Uh, feeling lovely. It's flu season, everybody. Make sure you're getting your vaccines. Wash your hands. <laughs> uh, good luck. Week 13, we're getting close to playoffs, so you need to get your lineup perfect. Don't be afraid to reach out to us on our socials at Wagby Fantasy. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Uh, anything else from you, Nick? Good luck on Sunday. Good luck. Uh, enjoy the football. And, yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs>